Well, hello. Welcome, Doug Stanler. Welcome to the Dating Advisory Board. I'm so excited that you are here today. I'm excited to be here. I, You know, this is like legit. I mean, you have like a big TV set. I mean, yeah. This is good. And chairs. And chair. And they're comfy. If you come on my show, you know what you get? Nothing. That's <laughs> you know? not true. Yeah. I had so much fun on your we show. We do have a lot of laughs. We do have a lot of laughs, but I have not much more to offer. I mean, you've given me swag. I got a shirt. I got a mug. I got a lip gloss or whatever you lip, call it. Lip balm. <laughs> lip balm. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to give a quick background on uh, on you, and then you can expand on anything that I may miss okay. to give the audience a little background on you. Um, Doug has over 30 years of business experience as an entrepreneur and leader. His book, Nice Guys Finish First, is a number one ranked Amazon bestseller. As a podcaster, Doug has interviewed Ariana Huffington from the Huffington Post, Dan Harris from Good Morning America, Ron McLean, McLean. Yeah, you yeah, got it, Ron You're clean. good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. White House chief of staff and dozens of celebs. He specializes in training, teaching others the how-tos of building relationships and strengthening connections. So I'm very excited to hear about how we're going to translate that in the dating world today. Um, Doug is also a nationally recognized speaker and writer. His weekly posts reach thousands of readers in his community. And don't forget, we just talked about his podcast, but you have got to go and subscribe. Um, the Nice Guys on Business on iTunes. Yeah, and, and all of that well-read. As uh, as my mom had written it very well, so nice, oh, nice, nicely done, yeah, Jen. Thanks. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I pride myself on it. <laughs> so, can you give the listeners some background on how you got to this point in your career and how you got into this communication? I guess I just world. can't say desperation. Can I? It completely well, I mean, you got can, me you there. Can say that. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, I, I met with my financial planner about four years ago. He's the guy that has seemed to manage the three cents that I managed to save over the last 30 <laughs> years of being in the workforce. Okay. And uh, he said to me, hey, Doug, you know, and, and just so you're aware, in my background for the last 30 years, I have been a, uh, a an entertainer as a bar mitzvah MC. Awesome. So I've spent this entire career, um, you know, building a business in a in a very, very ultra vertical niche market. And my financial planner said to me, he said, hey, uh, look at your competition. How old are they? And I, you know, I never really thought about it that way. And at that time, I was 47 years old. And I turned around and I said, uh, 22, 23. He said, I don't want to alarm you, but you're about 20 years beyond where even anybody close to you is. He said, just think about an opportunity of what could be out there for you. So that really started my the wheels going from there. And all of these things, this Nice Guys Finish First and the podcast and my book and all of the stuff that has come out in the blog over the last uh, you know four years has come out as a result of, um, of me trying to figure out what is that next step for me. Right. And it's been a great reinvention, very humbling at the same time. If you ever try to reinvent yourself in your 40s or even at any age right. uh, after you're established in a market, uh, really humbling. But I've enjoyed the experience even sometimes when I'm thinking, what the hell did I do? Right, right. Well, I mean, I think that goes in the dating world. Like you find yourself in the dating world after many moons and you do have to reinvent yourself because the dating game has changed over yeah. the years. I mean, it's not the same. I don't envy everybody that is in the dating world now, although I can see how there is such a huge uh, amount of similarity to the business world and the dating world with all of this amazing technology. I'm sure we're going to get to that, yeah. but those are just some of the first thoughts that pop into my head. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk talk a lot about building great relationships and th strengthening connections um, in both personal and professional. So let's talk about that. I mean, you talk about in your book, nice guys finish first. Um, how do nice guys finish first? Like how do, can we use some of those principles that you put in the book? 
Well, interestingly enough, again, uh, if you look at the uh, at the first chapter somewhere in there, I think I lead off the first chapter with a, a Gary Shandling quote, and he's a late uh, um, comedian, uh, just recently passed, I think in the last year or so, and uh, he says, if you don't think nice guys finish first, you don't really know where the finish line is. Hmm. And part of it is uh, that I think that we are so entrenched, uh, whether it's in our personal lives or our business lives, with me, 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 focused. And uh, I, I get that. I mean, we're all me. So it's all, right. we all have to kind of figure out where our life is going. But we forget there is always somebody on the other side. And we have to think about things from their perspective. We have to be empathetic. We have to be sympathetic. We have to have compassion. uh, Compassion. Uh, You know, I'll use some buzzwords, but they're buzzwords for a reason. Things like genuine and authentic. If you're not all of those things, not only in the professional world, but in the personal world too, it's just a matter of time before whoever you're dealing with is going to find out about the real you. Not your representative. It's not your rep. Right. Yeah. We talked about that when you were on my podcast, too. And I thought that was great. Not my representative. And you really need to represent who you are at all times. And for those that don't like that person or who that is, that's too bad. Then that's not the person for you. Right. So from a business perspective, I see that play out all the time. From a personal perspective, uh, although I'm not in the dating world, I see that with personal relationships too. If you are not who you are, uh, you cannot expect that other person to ride on board with you when you change. Right. And when you do change, because you're going to change, you're going to always come back to center. Yeah, and uh, you evolve over time. You're not the same person you were, you know, a year ago, five years ago, ten. I mean, you would hope that you would evolve over time, and, and just like in business, improve. improve. <laughs> I think you would improve, and you learn lessons along the way. And this, this, a whole reinvention, going to this, um, uh, writing the book and the podcast and the blog and all the stuff that I've been able to to do uh, along the way. Each time I change something and put something new in my life, I've learned a lesson. How humbling, amazingly humbling it is to start over completely. In my world as an entertainer, uh, it's not like I would not give away my services, but I can, by choice, I will give away my services. Mm -hmm. In the speaking world, just being four years new into it, uh, if somebody says, here's an opportunity for you, I always look at the opportunity and never the money. Right. Because uh, I'm trying you know, as, as much as I can to grow that business. So I, I, it's very challenging to me to step, you know, it's almost like you're two people. Right. One that's very experienced, the one that has no experience at all. And you're meshing, trying to mesh them two together. Yeah, yeah, it, very humbling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because you, you don't walk in the boardroom in the business sense, not knowing, not being a subject matter expert, and now you are a subject matter expert as being yourself, Yeah. but you should, and you know, if you're not liking who you're seeing in the mirror, then you can change, and you can go to your advisory boards. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? How can I you know, do better and, and help others. Like you said, it's not all me, what's, me, me. What's interesting about that though, Jen, is you have to be willing to hear the answers. Yes. Because too often times people are willing to ask the question. They think they know the answer already. Um, and they don't really listen to what their advisory board would say. And when you came on my podcast and we started talking about this advisory board, I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> and then as we started to really get into it, you are dead on. The advisory board, you have to have many of them as a part of your career and as a part of your personal relationships because if you don't, you're not really going to know. It's all going to be trial and error, baptism right. by fire. You know, right. It's not easy. 
Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, is there any other habits that we can use? Um, sure. uh, some examples of, to develop great relationships? Relationships are very, um, I don't want to say they're simple because they're very complex, but there are a certain number of, um, of actions that we can do on a routine basis, not only in business, but in our personal worlds too, that will make, uh, that will make sense. Things like returning your phone calls, returning your emails, being on time every time, yeah. stop over-promising and under-delivering, and reach out on a routine basis just to say hi. Those five things, I have a program called the Nice Guy 30. We try to instill those five tactics or those five responsibilities or those five uh, action items in a 30-day period of time consistently because it, it really is about consistency. If you're going to return somebody's phone call today uh, that called you today, that's great. But if you do that today and then tomorrow you don't do the same thing and then five days later it takes you five days to return somebody else's call or you don't even return the phone call, quickly you're going to find that those relationships are going to pass, especially if the relationships are new. You know, we have all these thin threads and that's how I always look at relationships as thin threads in the beginning. Our job is to make that thread as strong as possible and you do that through building trust being genuine, being authentic, again, those buzzwords, but they are the reality of how relationships work. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really good advice. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, especially if you're trying to go get a new client, right, that you don't know, or, you know, you start dating somebody, right? Um, so that's why you always should be honest and authentic up front. I, I think so, I yeah. think so. Um, so you also talk about in your book about having goals and I'm a big goal oriented person. I mean, playing tennis growing up. Um, so I mean, I've seen the goals and you know, how you tribute. So can you give the audience a little bit about, you know, having those goals, how important they are in both business and dating and realistic goals, I should say. Sure. And I, and I would love to tell you that this is the thing that is my strength and this is the thing that I'm great at. And this is the thing that has made me excel and be successful. And I would be lying. This is the, the challenge in my life, the area in my life that I would say I have the most difficulty with. I'm not a good goal setter, uh, but I do know the importance of setting goals. So because I know that I'm not a good goal setter, one of the things that I need in my life is people to hold me accountable. So when I came to write my book, I knew that uh, if I didn't do it and do it quickly, then it wouldn't work for me. I can't say that I'm a guy that wants to spend 10 years writing a book. It just wasn't my, it wasn't part of my, uh, my planning. But when I decided to write a book and that decision was made, the idea for me to hire a book coach or somebody to hold me accountable, and then when I met with Rob, Rob Jollis, the guy that helped me write my book or at least helped me outline the book, um, he said, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna spend the next 20 weeks putting this together. We're gonna do a great idea. 10 pages a week for the next 20 weeks. And as wow. soon as he said that, something in my mind just like, it just snapped. Because what I thought was 10 pages a week for the next 20 weeks, that really means that all I have to really write is about a page a day. Okay, if I can write a page a day or 1,500 words a day. And for a finite period of time, those goals started to really, I started to understand. And I did the same thing with the speaking business. Now with the, with the book writing world, for me, 20 weeks, I had a 200-page book. After it was edited, came down to 165 pages or so, and that was it. And right. then the next goal was, let's go out and find a publisher. So all of these things along the way started to become the, um, hey, I really can be a goal setter. I don't love it. I don't. I really don't. I can kind of look out about 90 days and see and forecast. Yeah. You asked me to go beyond that. I have a very challenging time. I would have to think in the dating world, 
very challenging to say, my goal is to be married in a year, or my goal is to meet Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright or yeah. whatever, Miss Wright, whatever it's going to be over the next three or four months. You can't do that, but you can put the things that are within your control. You're going to put yourself in this many meeting environments. You're going to put yourself in this many networking things. I'm, I'm going to get out of the house. I'm, I'm going to get, 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 get off that couch and I'm going to take that these and pajamas off. Exactly. Uh, right. All of these right. things. It's like, what? Okay. So you can't control people saying yes to you, but you can control the behavior that you're in charge of. And until you do that, it's never going to happen. Right. So even though I can't control whether I have a bestseller or whether my blog gets read by 20 people or 2,000 people or whether I'm going to be blogging on Huffington Post, or, but if you put enough stuff out there, what ends up happening is stuff will come back to you, but you have to put it out there. Right. And you have to put, put it, it out, out there. Put it out in the universe. With, yeah, with intention. Intention. Yeah. Right. Yeah, That was that's really good. Sorry, I got a little bit passionate with that. No, no, I like that one. It's true, though. I mean, because I can procrastinate on things, but if I have it written out on my whiteboard, it's a whole different thing. And I think I'm definitely going to take what you did into account and apply that 20, you know. Well, that, that to me was a, a winner right there because yeah. I, I knew that uh, as a part of my speaking journey to get to the speaking platform is a part of that in order to be a higher paid speaker, you need to have a best-selling book, or you at least need to have a book. So I said, okay, let's see what I need to do. And so putting the right players in place, I don't profess to know everything. As a matter of fact, I know very little, but I do know enough to surround myself with people that know more than me. Right. Once you start to do that, a whole bunch of stuff falls into place. Sorry, I almost, I almost slipped with that. No, that's all right. <laughs> No, no, it's true. You know, you always want to surround yourself with amazing, right. amazing people that that want to help you and you want to help them from a genuine place. Agreed. You know, you can't. I mean, I'm so thankful for for my friends. I mean, they're just amazing and family, obviously, but they're so smart. They're you know, they're willing to help. And, and, and I'm, you know, obviously reciprocating that as well. But, um, you know, and getting at those networking groups that are that are more up your alley and your core. So you talk about that, you know, if they're so let's let's talk about like a little bit on um, the dating strategy, because one of the last points I want to say is that how do you maintain a positive attitude in the dating world and business? And I think that that will kind of tie into my question about how there's so many people that say it's just completely overwhelming. I don't even know what to do. And that can change and translate in business too. is saying, I don't know if this is my dream job. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. So if you're creating that kind of dating strategy, what would you advice would you give to the audience? Well, I'm a, I'm a relationship guy. I mean, I have a very hard time. I, um, I, am the product of a of a of a failed relationship after 20 years of marriage my marriage went in the crapper and i uh i was the kind of guy that was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do you know it's like i i know that there's an end of this relationship but i also know i'm a relationship guy so how i again i need to put myself out there to the universe i need to see a little bit more about um about the type of person that i am and uh I started to have conversations with people and started to discover that, you know, that I was a guy that was, um, I'm not saying this from a bragging standpoint, but I'm a, I was a guy that, that somebody admired. And I said, you know, that's really good. If you keep your head in the right spot, um, you can take even a failure. And if you dwell on the failure, I could, have, I could have stayed, put my head into the position that said, you know, this isn't, marriage just isn't good for you. It's not gonna work for you. You've already failed it at once. Why would you even wanna get into this again? Why would you even consider this? Why would you even wanna get into the dating world? Just stay down. 
<laughs> you yeah. know? Well, that's your own fear in your head talk. That is totally your tapes that are playing over again, you know, failures safety. of safety. Yeah, that couch really looks good. Stay there. So does that Ben and Jerry ice cream and R- chocolate chip and just get Right, your condo is really good. Why would you want to go into a, why would you want anybody else coming into this place? You know, all is good. Just, just stay on your own and in very, very quick time very quick time. As a matter of fact, as I was going through this painful process of divorce, uh, you know, the, I, I developed a new relationship, and which was great for me because while people might say, well, you never even gave single, you know, being single a chance. I'm like, I didn't want to necessarily give single a chance. I wanted to be, I wanted to have a relationship. I loved what I was seeking, what I was out there kind of Again, putting it out to the universe. Right. I loved what was what potentially could happen through a good relationship. I wasn't going to let the fact that I failed at a relationship stop me from getting into another one. And you know what? If that ended up happening and I had failed at that next relationship, okay, so I would have tried again. Right, right. You know, but I ended up marrying her. So, well, <laughs> so that was okay out. too. Now, question. I mean, how did you meet her? Was it through friends, or because I want to talk about like how you know giving referrals? Well, I get. I I had met Danielle, my my wife. I had met her through um, through the events industry that okay. I that I'm in as an entertainer, and uh, we had been friends for years prior to this even my divorce even happening. And it was only because I went, I was seeking support from her, that I found out that she was even into me. So uh, when I said to her the day that I got separated or the day that I met, uh, that I uh, connected with her at an event, um, I said to her, hey, you'll never guess what's, what, what recently happened. And she, got, she said, uh, you got separated? I'm like, was it that obvious? She said, well, I knew you were having a problem. And so she, basically, I don't, I don't know if she said, well, what are you doing later? I don't know yeah. if it happened that way, but it ended up that we, um, you know, we started talking and we ended up having a drink after that event. And it was great because I, it sounded like it felt like somebody was really interested and caring. And it had been so long since I had had a conversation with somebody that really I thought genuinely cared about me. Hmm. And that was great. Not as a not as a boyfriend, girlfriend or somebody that wanted to hook up or anything, but right. just literally somebody that just spent time and was interested in hearing me not without any ulterior motives, or at least that's the way I felt. Well, yeah, so I'm going to go off on a tangent here for a second, because I think that's interesting what you said. You said that you were friends for a long time, yeah. right? And I think that kind of puts a different dynamic if you're friends with someone, because I think there's a, a huge difference in being friends with somebody and dating that friend. Oh, yeah, I agree. Well, they, yeah. and she knew me, you know, right. and she knew, like, there was no, I got to be somebody, I got to, you know, pop yeah. my chest, and I got to be yeah. like this guy, and no, I just... I was me and I've always been me. I'm yeah, just, uh, I'm a what you see is what you get kind of guy. Sometimes that's good, sometimes not so good. But in, in this particular case, she, she, she liked me. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you already had that kind of foundation because you knew her, so you were comfortable or safe, probably felt um, more open to discussing, you know, your personal life with her because totally. you, 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 you created that trust. Same and, you would do with a customer, you create that trust. Um, and it worked out. And I, and I would tell you that it's very similar in the networking world. When you go yeah. to a brand new networking meeting, don't go there with the intent of who am I going to marry? Meaning, who am I going to sell? Who right. am I going, who's going to be my next contract? Just go to the networking meeting with the idea of you're going to create the initial thread of that relationship. And when you do that and you actually 
uh, fall in like with somebody and you get to know them a little bit. Yeah. Ultimately, if you travel along the path long enough, that you're going to discover that that person might potentially be a customer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like that was it's a great segue because the next question was on the importance of building your network and networking and business and dating, right? You know, the strategy to connect, right? I mean, you're probably best bet is, I don't know. I mean, there are so many different apps, but getting a referral from one of your friends or colleagues, you know, but a lot of people aren't going to just be like, oh yeah, I heard you're single. Let me look through my Rolodex of people, <laughs> right? I mean, you got to say, hey, you know, you'd have to ask, like, just like you would ask for a referral in business, right? Hey, do you know anyone that, you know, does X, Y, and Z, right? And uh, it could be a good fit for whatever product you're selling now. You're selling yourself. You're selling yourself. You, yeah. to- you totally are. Yeah. And, yeah. If you approach it with a, with an attitude of, I'm not pressing I'm yeah. just, I'm just exploring if, if you never, we, and we, we've, I think we've beaten this point, but, it, but if you, if we bring it up one more time, if you never get out of, off the sofa and yeah. you never get away from that Ben and Jerry's, yeah, exactly. you're never going to be in a position to act, you know, and, and I think it is, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being a little bit progressive. Who knows? Is there something wrong with a woman picking up a phone and calling a guy? Or sending an email or a text message or just being cutesy? Is there something wrong with well, that? Well, apparently in this day and age, there's a problem with the phone in general. Oh, I agree. But, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm glad you actually said that because I would have no problem receiving a text message, hope you're having a great day. Right. And sometimes that's all, you know, one of these five steps on that Nice Guy 30 program I was talking about, which, by the way, is a free program, so I can tell you how to get that. Yeah. One of the, one of the steps is reaching out a day to two contacts that you have not spoken to in the last 30 days. It could even be two contacts that you've never spoken to before. Hey, it's Doug Sandler. I'm a friend with Jen. Just wanted to let you know, um, you know, Jen and I were talking about you. Hope you're having a great day. Yeah. Okay. If she does not respond to me, okay. She either thinks I'm a total weirdo or... Or if she responds to me, maybe she's somebody that could possibly be interested. I'm not going to then dwell on, oh, she didn't get back to me. Oh, I must be a total loser, Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> you know? And couch and tea. And couch and right. Step one and step two. Right. 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 So right. for me, it's all about, it, it really is all about consistent behavior that will that would put you in a position put yourself in the path of an oncoming relationship. Right. I mean, think about how many, I'm going to give some points to these guys out there. If you called a girl, right, that you were interesting in, I mean, you're doing, you're, you're stepping out front. I mean, none of the other guys are calling. It's just texting. That is amazing or, to me. And, it, and it's so true. It's the difference between winning and coming in second place yeah. or coming in no place right. could be a, a, a phone call away. Right. And it's so easy to do, but you build this up in your head like, oh, my gosh. You you know, the chances are better than not that you're probably going to get voicemail anyway. Right. (laughs) And and be creative when you're leaving that voicemail. And say something like, oh, I'm, you know. Right. If you really have a tough time with this, just write down some points. Don't write down a script. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Jen. (laughs) Hi. Hello, Jen. This is so-and-so. And I am reading can, off the script as you can an inside even be cute salesperson. About it. You can even say, I'm reading off my script because I'm so, I mean, you know, I hey, don't. That would be funny. See, for me, that would be totally, if I was, if I was in the dating game, I would think of the most creative ways that I could make myself look as foolish as possible, as quickly as possible, because, and I'm not saying this from a, from a um, take advantage standpoint, but showing vulnerability when somebody shows me vulnerability, it's almost like I want to help them. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that the women that are going to be the recipient of that call, if that's the kind of person you are that likes to do that little scripty kind of fun thing, and the person you're calling doesn't like that, 
You're not a good fit anyway. You're not a good fit anyway. Then you get it right out there, right out front. Yeah, you, you may, they may they might call you back and say and leave a voicemail for you. I'm glad you were reading a script. I'm reading my script to Dude, respond, right. and that could start a whole cutesy fun. little fun thing. I'll tell you, tip to the guys out there: girls like funny. Okay. I mean, they do. So, like, coming up with something funny and personality is a lot to do with it. I mean, especially as we get older, you know, it's being with somebody that makes you laugh, that has a good personality, who's smart, um, and, and, and being witty. And if you're not funny, don't try. Right. Don't, don't, yeah. don't go beyond the, the your, your uh, scope yeah, of work. Just be, be, you know, get in touch with your inner, you know, your inner nerd, you know, just yeah. be that whatever you are. There is someone or some people that are out there that are uh, that are attracted to you, right? And you just have to stay in the game long yeah. enough. Um, are there a lot of people that get discouraged? I mean, do they get discouraged oh, yeah. very quickly? Yep, yep. Like I'm not doing it. This is like we'll go on on the different dating apps or different dating sites, and and I mean I hear this over and over again. Yeah, from my, yeah. This is just ridiculous. I mean, these people that are contacting me. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm contacting them. They're not contacting me. And they're, you step know, one, return your phone calls. Step <laughs> one, return your phone calls, right? Return the email. But I mean, there's a, there's a thing she's that say, well, they'll email me, but I just, I, we're not a good fit. So I'm uncomfortable writing. How do you even You're know that through that email? So quickly, you know that? Can you tell that quickly? Yeah. I mean, on some okay. of them, you can tell. Oh, like, yeah, we're yeah. not going to be a fit. Okay. <laughs> you know, you get talons out and stuff. <laughs> oh, geez. That's not yeah. good. That's not good. I yeah. would just say the discouraging factor is when you get discouraged quickly. And you just got to stay in the game. I, I think that it is a matter of uh, just not giving up right. and being the real you and being authentic. I think I think that that person is out there. Yeah. Lid for every pot, right? Okay. I'll yeah. go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your um, Nice Guys um, on Business Podcast. You had just said you have over 222 episodes. That's awesome. That's yeah, crazy. I can't believe it. When we started this, uh, we had no idea what we were doing. And now 222 episodes, we know we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> no, but they're really interesting. I mean, you have such a you know, wide um, span of people that you interview. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, some of the cool guests. I mean, we uh, we interviewed Ariana Huffington, or I had a chance to interview Ariana Huffington about a year ago on the podcast, and I thought there was no way she would even return my my. At that point, it was a tweet, but the tweet made it to her publicist. The publicist made it to her, back to her. She's like, "Nice guys finish first, and she thought that was pretty cool. And then she was just releasing her book, uh, The Sleep Revolution. Yeah. So. Between that, the perfect timing, it was like the perfect storm to, to make it happen. Uh, we've gotten so many great guests on the show that only came as a result of me stepping out there and just saying, hmm, I wonder if. It's the same way in the dating world. Yeah. You have no idea. If there's that pie in the sky guy yeah. or girl that's out there for you and you think there is no way they would be into me, if you take your, your personal feelings out of the situation, if they say no for a moment and stop the whining, because yeah. we don't want to hear, you know, yeah. whiners are not really welcome here. Right. Uh, we don't do it. We don't, yeah, whine, yeah, whining is not good. No filter. Yeah. Uh, if you just um, put yourself out there, you will, you'll get a yes. You will. Eventually, you're going to get a yes. And those guys that think like, well, they're out of my league or, you know, or vice mm -mm. versa, reach out to them because they're not getting a lot of contacts. Let me, let me tell you. People are it, saying the same thing. If you, uh, if if you just go to Facebook and look up my name, Doug Sandler, you can see some of my wedding photos. There is no way I expected to get that girl. No freaking way. And I cannot believe I, I married the most beautiful woman in the entire world. And I, I would think if I had not mentioned it, said something, done something, maybe been stupid like I am and just, you know, just being me, mm -hmm. she likes me for who I am. And I... 
I, you know, I'm surprised but she does. That's, that's okay with me. Well, that's awesome. So we have a few more minutes. So tell us some of the stuff that you're working on, some of the upcoming events, speaking sessions, et cetera. Biggest thing that we got going on now. Uh, when does, do you know when the air date is for this? Probably three weeks, four weeks. Okay. So Love if you. this, if it, if this happens to come out before our November 7th, we okay. have a conference coming out November 7th, 8th and 9th up in uh, Baltimore. It's called the Be More Biz Conference. Yeah. Uh, we would love to have anybody that is uh, interested in networking there. Um, aside from that, I would just say DougSandler.com. That's okay. my website. You can find out all the latest and greatest stuff that's going on in, in my life. My blog is there. My podcast is there. Um, anything that's going on, any personal pictures, I tend to put everything there. My, my life is very in open right now. If, in 10 years, if somebody looks back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I put that on my website. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Doug. I really appreciate you my being pleasure. on the show today. I had a ton of fun. I, I did as well. I'm looking forward to having you back at our uh, on our show oh, as well. Oh, yes, yes. Me too. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks, All Jane. right. See ya. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>